Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to Tribe Supper Live on the Borough Gazette Facebook page and later on our podcast channel. As you can see, I'm joined by Craig Johns, who is down south with the Borough side on their pre-season uh, tour, pre-season camp. Uh, they had that famous barbecue that Warnock always holds for his teams. Craig, unfortunately, wasn't invited and we know he's very upset about that. Um, Craig, just tell our listeners and viewers what the week's been like so far and what you expect to come. Uh, very hot. <laughs> it's uh, anybody who's been reading me to a diary will know uh, extreme heat down here. The Met Office apparently for the first time ever had to, to issue a weather warning because of the heat. And uh, yeah, I mean it's better than rain, I suppose, but it is intense heat. Uh, nearly uh, thirty degrees. In fact, at times over thirty degrees every year, um, and, and just no air whatsoever. It's dead. Like get muggy and thick. It is, uh, it is intense, and I am spending so much of my time walking around looking like I've just stepped out of a shower because the sweat is dripping off my head constantly. It is, uh, it is hot, but it, it's been an excellent week. It has been brilliant. Um, your borough have played the two friendly so far, beat Saltash United 2 1 on, on Monday night. That was a, a more difficult run out on what was a really, really warm evening. And they'd done nearly two hours that morning training, really intense training as well. So they did look a bit leggy and uh, they just couldn't get into any kind of rhythm, uh, I presume, because of the heat. Uh, but last night, uh, beat Tavistock 7 0, much better. You could see the fitness levels were, were much higher. A lot more intense to the way they played right from the off, and um, and yeah, uh, got 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 plenty of goals, which is always a good thing. Uh, I appreciate the um, the quality of the opposition isn't you know the, the same kind they're going to come up against in in competitive games yet, but nevertheless, at this stage of a preseason, getting some good tests and, and more importantly, building that fitness. And of course, the priority there is getting the fitness up. But do you think Warnock has seen any, anything in those two games? that you'll like and that you'll take into the, the actual season coming up? Yeah, there's a few interesting takeaways from, from the games. Um, I think, firstly, Lewis Wing has probably been, for me, Borough's best player in both games. Um, obviously, on loan at Rotherham last season, because in the second half of last season, because in the first half he didn't get enough game time. And and naturally, that, that leads to this summer where there's a bit of uncertainty around his future. There, there is some interest from elsewhere. Um, and, and you're thinking, what is his future this summer? But to be fair to, to Lewis, he's come in, as I say, these two games. He's been absolutely terrific in both. He's he's played almost like a free midfield role, advanced in both. And uh, and he's just helped Borough tick so much. He's been the one who kind of has, has picked up Warnock's advice, Warnock's um, need, if you like, for, for getting the ball into the final third, getting it in behind or down the channels or into Piers' feet quickly. That's what Warnock wants. He wants his players to take more risks 
and get that ball forward quicker so they can hit teams on the counter and, and, and beat them in the, in the transition. And, and Wings being the one who's really taken that on board and, and really done that. He's been, you know, spraying some lovely balls about and playing people in behind. And he's bagged a goal in each game as well. So, uh, you know, Warnock said himself last night that he uh, he give he give Winger well done and told him, you know, with with that attitude, he he, he can't go wrong. Uh, so, so fair play to Lewis Wing. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I know we'll come on to transfers soon, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with his future once um, Matt Crooks and, and Martin Piero are Borough players because that, of course, adds more depth and more competition into the midfield. But, but yeah, certainly Wing can't do much more than he's doing down here. And and also Jeremy Sivy is a, is another player to, to mention, uh, 18-year-old. Um, he was he was spotted by Borough playing non-league football and brought in um, last summer for a trial. Uh, sorry, just this summer, just gone earlier this summer for a trial. Um, impressed playing for an, in an under twenty three games at the end of last season, and they signed him up as a senior eighteen year old kid, give him a pro contract. And they brought him down here at the southwest after he uh, impressed in the Bishop Auckland friendly last week, and uh, particularly against Saltash on Monday night in a game he started in. Um, he was he he was br- brilliant. He, he came on as a substitute last night. It didn't do as much. Uh, but but Monday night he was really impressive and, and, and Warnock was keen to see after the game that it wasn't just in that game that, that City's been impressing him. It, it's been all of pre-season, all of the summer. Uh, he looks a very exciting, very positive talent. But but crucially as well, for 18-year-old, he looks physically able to compete, which is obviously a big part of, of what Warnock wants if he is going to bed any youngsters in. Um, yeah, so he, he's potentially an exciting one who could become a first-team squad member next season because one thing that was interesting that Warnock said was that um, when they had Dylan Bahambula on trial from from Oldham, and that could be a terrible pronunciation of that name, so I apologise for that, but they had him on trial from Oldham after uh, Warnock's friend Keith Curl recommended him, but they decided again signing uh, Dylan, and, and, and that was purely because he'd done well against Bishop Auckland, he impressed in that friendly, but Warnock just felt that he was too similar to, to Jeremy Sivy. Uh, despite the fact that Jeremy's just an 18-year-old kid, Warnock's deciding not to sign a more seasoned pro because he's too similar to him. So I think that's a huge kind of vote of confidence in the young boy as well. So who who spotted him? Do we know how he ended up being recommended? Was he recommended or did Warnock spot him? How did he end up getting into the fold? It, it, it was one of the scouts and his name alludes has now completely forgotten the name, but he, he, he was spotted. Uh, he was he was in an academy down in London. He was playing some non-league football. He, he'd been at Leighton Orient and gone on loan and um, to a non-league club. Again, their, their name completely uh, alludes me, but uh, yeah, he'd, he'd gone on loan, impressed there. Leighton Orient released him and, and so he, uh, he, he went to that non-league side and, and was playing permanently for them, but he, he also had trials at Charlton um, before Borough. Charlton decided not to take up the option on him, but he, um, you know, Barrow took a look and Barrow liked what they saw, and uh, and you can definitely see why they liked what they saw because he looks uh, mightily impressive. Oh, great stuff. Fingers crossed he can he can break in. Um, have we seen any of the new signings so far in, in in the games or in the training? Are they down with the team as well? Yeah, so um, unfortunately, Sammy Amiobi isn't down here. He's got a, a knee injury. He had scans on that yesterday, uh, and they're just awaiting results. They're expecting to get results on that today. Uh, so Sammy, unfortunately, hasn't come down, which is a bit of a blow. Cost pre-season so important for getting those minutes in, but also, you know, new signings integrating into the squad too. So, you know, a shame that Sammy Amiobi isn't down here. But, you know, Lumley's played uh, in both games, um, but... 
you know, with the level of opposition, he, he hasn't really been tested. Saltash's goal on Monday night was a penalty, uh, and a good penalty at that. He uh, he had no chance with a penalty, but you know he's done everything that you would want of a goalkeeper to do. Otherwise, with you know good distribution, good uh, good good uh, handling when the balls come into the box, clear the ball, command in his area, that kind of thing. You know he's done what he's needed to do without being tested. Uh, Lee Peltier, I was very impressed with on on Monday night. Actually, he played that left back with um, with Mark Baller currently injured. He's Mark Baller is down here, but he's uh, he's not fit enough to play at the minute. He's just doing some training and building that fitness up. So Lee Peltier played at left back, and uh, you know, I mean, he's he's thirty six year old now, and and Warnock said at the time, you know, his age might make him a surprise to a lot of Borough fans in that I'm signing him, but we needed leadership in the dressing room. So I think from that you were kind of thinking, okay, Pelty is coming in, but he, he potentially might not play that much next season. It's more what he'll contribute behind the scenes. But actually, he, he read the game really well. Uh, there was many a times where, as Borough, as you would expect, controlled possession and went forward against Saltash United. Uh, Peltier was one of two, or sometimes even just by himself, alone at the back when Borough were attacking. But when Saltash tried to counter, Peltier was always there. He looked fast. He looked nippy. He read the game really well. Uh, and he really impressed us. He got up and down that left wing as well. As I say, it was a really, really warm night. And, uh, you know, certainly no signs of, um, you know, his kind of fitness levels dropping at 36. Um, so, yeah, so he's done well as well, Lee Peltier down here. Uh, and then, as I say, we've mentioned Nick Piers, who already struggled a bit in the game on, on Monday night. They the played 4 3 3 in that Saltash game. And, um, Watmore and Sivy played on the wings and, and they were both positive in terms of getting forward and getting down the wing, but then you know, balls into the box were perhaps lacking and um it appears it just didn't have anyone closer to him. What made them so good last night against Tavistock when they won seven nil is that they went three four three and had Watmore and Tavernier playing very, very close to Jake Piazu. Tavernier kind of floated around in front of him in a free roll, whereas Watmore was Tasmore were getting in behind him and kind of trying to feed off any flicks. And uh, you know, Piazu was brilliant in terms of doing everything that he did. Um, you know, in unselfish centre forward play, flicking the ball on, holding the ball up, playing with his back to goal. Um, and, and Watmore really, really thrived off that. There was already a brewing partnership between those two, with Watmore being able to run in behind and feed off him. Uh, so, yeah, so APS who looked really good last night against Tavistock. Got a few questions in the comments from people watching, and I'll dive into them in a moment. Thank you for putting them in. If you've got any others for Craig, do hide them in the comments. I'll just mention our pre-season pullout, and which obviously previews the season to come. Um, I've put the link there in the comments on our Facebook chat. If you head over to Gazette Live and just search pre-season pullouts um, in Google, you'll find the link. Um, and basically, Craig and Dom have put together um, some uh, articles about the, the season coming up. You will only pay one twenty-five, I believe it is, for the postage and packaging. So the actual supplement is free. You just have to cover the postage costs um, really nicely put together. So please do click that link and order that. Be off uh, coming through your door next week, I believe. Craig, we'll get onto these questions then in the comments. Um, we will go first off with Tony Blakemore, uh, who asks, who's looking at being captain next season? I would suspect that that will be um, Johnny Housen. Uh, John, Johnny hasn't played any of the games down here yet because he's also he's actually had a bug. Uh, he didn't play at Bishop Auckland because he had a slight knock. 
but uh, he came down here and he's uh, he's had a bug, so he hasn't been able to play. But I've been down, they were doing an open training session this morning and, and Johnny was among the players he was training. And uh, and Warnock is hoping he'll, uh, he'll get at least 45 minutes on Friday night, the last friendly down here against Plymouth. Um, yes, I would suspect Johnny Housen will just retain the captaincy, I think. Uh, it's with with these preseason friendlies, of course, they make that many changes that uh, different people are, are on and off at different times. I think Lewis Wing certainly wore the armband at, at one stage last night. I think Paddy McNair was wearing it until he came off. Um, so so yeah, but I would suspect Johnny Housen will be will be captain next season, having been given it from British Ambalonga during last term. Um, we have Gareth Jones asking. Do you think Warnock will look to buy another goalkeeper? Yeah, so um, I have a bit of an update on this uh, coming tomorrow morning, actually. I uh, asked Warnock about this situation last night. Uh, so look out for that one cheap plug uh, on the Teesside Live website tomorrow morning. But yeah, the, the, they are looking for another goalkeeper is the short answer without giving tomorrow's article away. <laughs> um, now, we know Matt Crooks was, was there today. Um and Luke asks, Luke Bowery asks, when are we announcing Mark Crooks? Do you know? And he uh, passes on his best wishes, keeping hoping we all keep him safe. Yeah, thanks. Hope you're keeping safe too, Luke. Um, not sure on the Matt Crooks announcement. As you see, he is, he's down here, actually. He's a uh, funny story. Is uh, after the Tavistock game, uh, during the Tavistock game, sorry, I'll go backwards a bit. Um, I'd, I'd found out from Rotherham Advertiser reporter Paul Davies that um, he'd spoken to Paul Warren, the Miller's boss, and, and been told that they'd agreed a fee uh, with Borough and, and, and Matt Crooks was, was close to signing for Borough. Um, so at this point, I'm presuming, okay, Borough here, but he'll be in Teesside to do his medical, etc. Um Went went to the opposite side of the pitch where you know the the change of rooms and everything are, which is where we would do our post match interviews. The club put up Duncan Watmore after the game, so a quick interview with Duncan Watmore while I was waiting for for Neil Warnock, and then um, you had your kind of tunnel area. I'd done Duncan Watmore here, and most of the Borough players were kind of mulling around the the tunnel area, uh, and 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 Warnock was doing his interviews the other side of that. Um, in, in, in the, the press office, Paul Jews had, had tried to bring Warnock to this side where I was interviewing Duncan Watmore. I was completely oblivious to any of this happening, but essentially because Warnock was going that side, I walked that side, not realising I completely walked past Matt Crooks and didn't even realise he was there. I, I'm definitely the observant kind. Um, so luckily, open training session today. He's there. I spotted him and, and I took a picture. But yeah, Paul, uh, the, the Borough Press officer, was saying to us today, so I was I was trying my best to hide him from you. I was trying to bring Warnock to you so you didn't walk past him. He said, and then you walked straight past him and thought and didn't even notice him. And he said, I thought, well, that was easy. <laughs> so yeah, so ever the observant kind. But yeah, as for, as for when he's been announced, I think uh, just final um, final little details, a few eyes to, to dot and T's to cross. And yeah, um, I would suspect possibly tomorrow. I think there's a slight hope that he, he might play against Plymouth tomorrow night. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's here with the Borough squad, but important to note that because that deal isn't done yet, he he, he wasn't training today. He hasn't been training with Borough, but but good that he's here because it, it means he can you know integrate into the squad and, and whatnot. But, so, yeah. No, absolutely key. Um, we have another transfer question for you. Let me just find it here from uh, Callan Morrison. He asks about Pereiro. Now, there was... Last time we did a podcast, I think we spoke about the social media kind of hope, and then there was a development that actually Warnock, you know, 
very keen. So what's the latest with him? Yeah, so it's um he's as 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 Callum mentions in his his message there, he's at the Olympics currently with Argentina. Uh Burra had hoped to get that deal done uh before the Olympics. Um I think there is a little worry that you know he, he really impresses at the Olympics and um and somebody else comes in for him because uh, there is a feeling that this is a bit of a of a coup for Borough somewhat and you know they've potentially found a bit of a gem who who nobody else has really cottoned on to. So they were desperately, desperately trying to get that done before the Olympics. And unfortunately, there's just been a few details um, in the transfer in terms of, you know, financial details and, and in terms of a few legalities, because obviously, you know, it's it's not as easy as, say, the appears who deal where it's a an English club transferring to an English club. There's a bit more detail needed when you, you transfer in a player from one country to another. And... Um, you know, so there's just little details that are still let us sort, but there is still definite, you know, hope and, you know, Borough are still leading the race and are still expected to get Martin Piero. Uh, of course, he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't link up with Borough until after the Olympics anyway, so you're talking early August, that would be the earliest he's likely to be on team side, should all go well, as expected. Um, he, he's already undergone his medical, he's passed that. Terms are agreed with the player, he's spoken to Warnock, he's keen to come. I say it's just those final minor details of the deal between the two clubs that need sorting uh, before that can be finalised. But uh, but yeah, I'm sure you uh, featured 12 minutes, uh, unfortunately, in the hotel room. Couldn't get the game, I haven't been able to watch it. But uh, I'm sure Burrow aren't too concerned that he's uh, he only got on for 12 minutes in the end. Uh, less, uh, less time he plays, the less he's spotted. Will there be any issues with a work permit or anything? Well, because we think he's playing enough yeah, games as well, and he should be yeah. right. It's a, it's a really complicated system. I was trying to look into it and it, and it really was, uh, you know, I think the hairline's already quite bad, but it went back a few metres just trying to research the new work permit laws. It's, uh, there's a new kind of system in place and it's just for this summer alone. Um, and, and it's because of post-Brexit and then, you know, beyond this summer transfer window, they're then going to update it again and make it more reliable. But you know, from when I've asked the club, the club uh, say they're confident, they've looked into it themselves and, and they believe you'll get a work permit and that, that won't be an issue. Which is great stuff. Now, Sol Bamba, ex-Cardiff man, obviously uh, worked with uh, with Warnock, training with the, or playing for the under-23s. That's right, isn't it, Craig? Um, yeah. And I text you saying another news water is wet because it's a bit of a running joke that Warnock does like uh, his players he's familiar with. Um, what's the latest here? Is Warnock just having a look or do we think there's a real chance saw Bamba, you know, now in remission from cancer, which is great news. Um, could he sign for Borough? Uh, so when when I asked, this was when he first uh, came in. Of course, it was announced he came in and he was training uh, with Borough as a favour from Warnock. Uh, I was told that he wasn't coming in with a view to signing uh, for the club. Um, essentially, you know, Sol Bamba did so much for Neil Warnock when he was at Cardiff. He was, you know, a huge influence behind the scenes. And he was absolutely fantastic, of course, on the pitch as Cardiff won promotion to the Premier League. And, uh, you know, there's a real like kind of bond and closeness developed between Bamba and Warnock. And then, of course, uh, you know, last, last year, early last year, uh, sorry, early this year, Bamba announced that he was, receiving treatment for cancer and 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 Warnock was on the phone very quickly obviously his wife Sharon had uh had gone through cancer as well and um you know so Warnock was on the phone quickly offering anything he could do to help etc he'd gone through it himself with Sharon and and uh 
you know, keen to kind of send his thoughts and everything to Bamba. And, you know, as you see, Bamba then he, he underwent his treatment and he, he announced he was cancer free in, in May, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, came at the end of his Cardiff contract this summer, he's left the club and he's moved back to Leeds. Uh, he wants to play for Leeds. He's moved back to Leeds as he, he searches for a new club and hopes to continue his career. Uh, but as I understand it, uh, last update I had, Borough were never interested or never looking to sign him. I think they probably have enough defensive options now, but it was merely just, you know, uh, one that likes the lad and he was more than happy to... Um, sorry, just before I'm going there. He was more than happy to uh, to, to give him the favour and, and have him train with Borough and, um, and you know... Um, help him build his fitness while he looks for another club. I think it's quite telling that he didn't come down here at the Southwest with Borough. Uh, you know, they've got they've got Jamie Patterson here on on trial, sorry. Um, he was released by Bristol City this summer. He hasn't been able to feature in any of the friendlies because of a slight ankle injury. Um, but yeah, but he's on trial. Sol Bamba could have came with the squad and he hasn't. I think that's quite telling. I think the fact that he played for the under-23s last night at Redcar, uh, obviously I didn't see the game because I'm down here, but I'm told he looked quite impressive in that game. Um, but I think that is purely just a case of, you know, a, a, a player of his experience. The other under-23 players would have learned so much from playing alongside him. Uh, and by all accounts, he's been absolutely brilliant in training with them. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think that's why he played in the friendly. As 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 uh, I understand it at the moment, I don't think there's any kind of view for Borough to look to sign him or give him a contract. A few more questions then, just to wrap up. We've got one from Neil Craig, and he asks, "How are the players reacting to having such a vocal goalkeeper, uh, you know, between the sticks?" Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting question that because um, you know I think Marcus Bettinelli had many faults last season, but being vocal wasn't one of them. Um, I think. The, the games being as they were behind closed doors, you heard so much more last season than what you'd usually hear when fans are in the stadium. And and one thing that I often noted about Marcus Bettinelli is how vocal he was. Uh, and I'm told, you know, I mean, it, it, let's not beat around the bush. He, he wasn't brilliant. And, uh, you know, the the, the the shots per save ratio was poor. And uh, had, had Borough had a better goalkeeper last season, things probably would have gone a bit differently. But, you know, vocally, he was he was fine. And I think early on in the season in particular, when he was probably still at a more confident level, he was certainly very vocal at that point. And I think he deserves some credit for how, sta how stable and secure Borough looked at the back that built those solid foundations very early in the season. And I think Bettinelli deserves a little more credit for the role he played in that because of how vocal he was. Um, but yeah, you can't you can't ignore the fact that actually when you know when shots were going at him, there was many he should have stopped. Uh, but vocal, I thought it was fine, and and I was told that behind the scenes he was a he was a really nice lad. He was a really great lad in, to have in the dressing room. Um, so I don't think there was any issues with Bettinelli in, in that in that sense, in communication sense. And and actually, you know, down here, it's uh, I'm presuming Neil's kind of you know referring to Joe Lumley as being a vocal goalkeeper, but. Um, you know, they, they, let's be honest, it's Saltash and Tavistock are not testing um, Borough. Uh, uh, you know, Borough's defence, the you know, Borough defensively have looked so comfortable and never really broken a stride in, in any game. So, you know, Lumley hasn't really needed to be very vocal in these games, um, is, is, is my honest answer to that question. 
Paul Rushton asks, are there any striker links we should be aware of? Is Smith and Mullen linked so far? Yeah, um, so all quiet on that front, actually. I mean, Paul, um, Neil Warnock did say last night after the game that uh, that's definitely where his attention has to turn now uh, once Matt Crooks is, is done and dusted because clearly they the, the do need at least one more striker. Um, Matt Smith is... Um, sorry, Michael Smith even, is is one that um, I, I, I don't believe that they're currently um, pursuing much any longer. Obviously signing his teammate, Matt Crooks now from Rotherham, but Smith was definitely one they were looking at earlier in the summer. Um, but having signed Ike Piazza, I think the decision was kind of made that the, the two are, are too similar and Warnock wants something a bit different. Uh, and so he's kind of cooled his interest in Smith a bit. In this game, never, ever say never um, because, you know, later on in the winter, if nothing else is coming up, there's there's nothing else. You know, th- there's a deal there to be done if Borough are willing to match Rotherham's asking price. Rotherham are quite happy to let Smith go and continue playing championship football. Uh, they feel he deserves that, but he is such an important player to them. By all accounts, he's one of the chairman's favourites. Um, and, and so, you know, he's got, I think he's got 12 months left on his contract at Rotherham. And, and it's one of them where Rotherham are quite happy if nobody's willing to pay what they want for Smith. Um, it, it, they're quite happy to make him, you know, stay for the next 12 months because they like him that much and they want to get that value from him. Um, so, yeah, so I think there was just better value in the Piazu deal and that's why they went for him over Smith in the end. But as I say, never say never, because if nothing much else is happening, they might explore Smith again later in the winter. But but yeah, beyond that, I, I, I unfortunately don't have any name strikers-wise, but that's where Warnock says his priority is next, absolutely. We've got quite a few people asking about Kieran Brown from Cardiff, um, so I'll chuck that in with this question from Damien. And he asks you quick, how many more players do you think Borough will bring in and how many do you think will be moved on? Yeah, it's an interesting question. In terms of how many will move on, um, I asked Warnock about that last night as well. And, uh, you know, it, it, he, he was quite clear in that he's in no rush to move any players on currently because uh, because squad numbers are so thin. Uh, it, it, it's clear that there are one or two in this squad who potentially can still uh, could still move on. Hayden Coulson is, uh, is being linked with a move away, but at the moment, Mark Bowler isn't fit. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, so you know it's hard to let Coulson go, uh, but I suspect he potentially might um, leave further down the line. And if he does, I would suspect that he'll still need uh, more cover, kind of left back, left wing back, if you like, uh, once he lets Coulson go. Because it was quite clear up last season that he just didn't quite fancy healing Coulson. So I would suspect that's one that perhaps happened happens a bit later in the window. Uh, but at the moment, he just can't sanction that move because ball is not fit. Um, and then, you know, we mentioned Lewis Wing. Once Crooks and Piero are in, is there enough space in the squad for Lewis Wing? I- I'm not certain, but, you know, he is playing well in pre-season. So, you know, he, again, never say never. There's no reason why he can't continue playing as he is and, and keep his place. And then the other one is uh, Dejan Stojanovic, uh, the goalkeeper. He's not down here in the southwest and... Uh, yeah, it's part of my update tomorrow. So again, I, I can't say too much, but uh, but I suspect he'll probably leave the club uh, before the window is shut. And um, 
And so that will mean, yeah, as I mentioned, they'll probably need another left back. They'll probably need uh, a goalkeeper. They are looking for a goalkeeper. Um, and then, yeah, and then it's all focused on the top end of the pitch. Then they've got enough midf- midfielders. Defensively, they look well stocked. Uh, and, and yeah, but it's, uh, they certainly need at least one more striker, potentially two. And I would say probably still another winger as well. Uh, maybe even two as well, if, if it turned out Sammy Amiobi's injury was quite serious. But we'll keep our fingers crossed on that one. And Kieran Brown, uh, uh, Brown, that link, is there anything you can tell our viewers, listeners on that? Yeah, I just saw that one myself this morning. I'm, uh, I'm honestly not certain on that one. Unfortunately, I'll, uh, I'll put his name uh, to Warner tomorrow after the the Plymouth game. But uh, it's not one I've heard yet this summer until the reports this morning. And that's where we'll finish. We'll finish on Warner. What's it been like um, being around the the team, around the coaching uh, side of the things as well? And you've had the open training session today. Um, you know, by your diary of the week, Warner's been his usual. Uh, how shall we say, uh, fun self? He's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the word, Craig. How's it been? Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been great. Yeah, you can you can see that there's a uh, you know there is such a, a great mood uh, in the camp. All the players are, are really enjoying being down here, and they're, they're all having a laugh amongst each other. And as you see, it, Warnock gets involved in that. He was winding Marcus Tavernier up after training a year, asking if he wanted to, to 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 drive back to the hotel in his car with him. And and Tav was saying, "No, thanks. I'm getting on the bus." And um, and then uh, Mark Bowler, as I say, he was uh, he he stayed on the pitch after the players came off to do a bit of extra training with John Thoreau, the strength and conditioning coach, uh, GAT, because um, see, he's had a bit of an injury, so they're kind of trying to work him back up to fitness. And uh, and so GAT was really putting uh, Mark Baller through his paces uh, after training. And Warnock was telling us that's the best he's looked um, for a while now was Baller. And uh, at one point, he'd done this this sprint exercise and, and you know, he, uh, he took a five-minute breather before the next one and he was kind of, you know, down as you do with your hands on his knees, really, uh, really breathing heavily. And um, rather sadistically, I thought Warnock just looked over and said, hey, GAT, can you make him be sick, do you think? And, uh, and Bowler just looked up and shook his head. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of atmosphere and mood that there is around the camp. All the players were there laughing at that. And, uh, you know, there is just a, a good mood around the place. And I'm, I'm a bit bitter. I didn't get an invite to the barbecue. I'm not going to lie. But, um, but uh, no, that barbecue is all about, you know, building that team spirit and that bonding. And uh, one that places so much emphasis on that. Make, make no mistake, while they've been down here, they've been training hard in, as I say, what is extreme heat. Um, they had to wear a burger on Tuesday afternoon, that's for certain. And um, But, you know, Warnock places just as much emphasis on team spirit and camaraderie. And, uh, you know, that all goes towards that little downtime they'll have had on Tuesday afternoon at the barbecue. This afternoon, they're off go-karting. Um, so keen to find out who's the fastest uh, around the lap. I'll, I'll, I'll have to ask one at that after the Plymouth match. But, uh yeah, all that all, all important, and the mood you can sense is really good around the place. And, and Warnock seems happy as well that yourself, and I, I assume there might be other uh, journalists around as well, are down there to document what's going on. He's been able to speak to you to see you in person as well, which is which is good as well to get back into the routine of things, head into the the new season as well. Yeah, that's it. I mean, unfortunately, uh, uh, not. I'm the only uh, I'm the only local journalist down here. I think. Uh, 
Scott, Scott from the Northern Echo was uh, was supposed to come down and unfortunately got pinged and uh, put into self isolation. Bless him. So, uh, you know, I mean, my heart bleeds for poor Scott as I'm loving life down here. And um, but uh, no, it, it, it has been good, and you know, it is good to kind of you know speak to Warnock. It's always better to kind of be able to talk to somebody face to face rather than over Zoom calls like we were doing all the press conferences last season, etc. And uh, and as you say, it's it's good to be around and ju- and just say little things, you know, little things that anybody who read me uh, to a diary on, on Monday, my first one, uh, no, it would have been my second one. Sorry, uh, you know, introducing myself for the first time to, to Chris Short, the new fitness coach. It's good to just kind of get your face known and introduce yourself and, you know, and, and speak to these people. Although with, with Chris, because I was that warm at the Saltash game, you know, I was where I was wearing a, uh, this awful like head bandana that I'd kind of made out of uh, one of like uh, the, the thin face mask snood things. I'd, I turned that into a bandana and uh, not my finest look, I must say, but it, it kept the sweat from trickling down my head because it was pouring out of us at that Saltash game. Uh, so yeah, God knows what poor Chris Short thought when he uh, when I said hello to him. So there you are. I've popped that diary into the comments as well because it is worth a read. Um, and again, <laughs> and again, the uh, the season preview pull out. The link is there. Do get that all read because a lot of horror work's gone into that, and it'll get you in the spirits for the new season. As Craig mentioned, there's quite a few stories going on to the Gazette Live website tomorrow so make sure you look out for there that's the gazette gazette live.co.uk and you'll find all the stories there we'll let craig get off for an ice cream now and uh to you guys watching and listening please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast or give the facebook page a like and share and in the meantime head over to gazette live.co.uk to keep the date with all the latest brand news thank you for watching <laughs>